You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Poncho Section. Turn on, tune in, drop out. Today, we dive into those trippy hippies, free love, the power of flower, and the groovy music of the 60s. Yes, sir. That was perfect. All right, cool. I love that because (laughs) that is, I've been, I'm glad we're doing this episode because I've been on such a kick of the 60s and it's because it's so like, it's so, um, all the music is very happy in, in happy in the way that it sounds mm-hmm. not necessarily lyrically because lyrically there's some there's some sad stuff sure and and there's lots of darkness and lots of lots of drugs behind <laughs> all of these songs to, to, to put it oh uh, sure but uh you know something funny happened to me uh the other day first of all there's a lot of coincidences not well not a coincidence because i purposely wore it but i i'm wearing a shins t-shirt and funny enough when i got this t-shirt i got it it was oh my goodness how many years ago we were in 2021 12 years ago 12 years ago i got this t-shirt at a at the shins show and that night they happened to do a turtles cover. Oh. And I can't remember I can't remember which one it was. I can't remember huh. but I remember it was by the turtles and I couldn't it was like a deep cut. Sure. It was a deep cut that I couldn't. So and on the subject of the turtles, I was walking in the park the other day and there was a turtle hanging out on the side. Just a live oh, turtle no just chilling there. Yeah. Good for that turtle. So lots of lots of turtle <laughs> stuff. But um yeah. anyway, the turtles uh were I mean everyone know, I think everyone knows at least um the song Happy Together. I would think so. That's like the I don't know if you remember this, but this stands out in my mind. In um I guess in the nineties, when the game Super Smash Brothers came out, there was a commercial yep. That had yeah, you remember that commercial? I would imagine that that might have been the first time I heard that song. Yeah, and I was thinking because I was thinking, um, I it might be better to bring it up a little later, but just like the the way these songs like are in our brains and like culturally wise, and like the way the media has kind of like the way we think of these songs, and like for that for me that's this that's what i think of every single time i hear that song you think of because it was like i think the commercial had they were like giant um were they in like suits of like i think so like they were there was like a mario suit and like it was just people it was like mascots right yeah and that they were just beating the crap out of each other and it was like happy together like juxtaposing that they actually hate each other and they're Mm -hmm. trying to kill each other and that was such a great commercial it was so perfect for what it was advertising. Totally. But, like it just made, and the fact it, I think it like brought that song back. Honestly, it's like a new generation. I wouldn't be surprised, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, so what's interesting about, I guess we'll going off the turtles. What's interesting about them is that when, when they were first, first came about in the sixties, 
there was like I forget how many guys were in the band, but there was a pretty big group. Uh-huh. And they so technically they still exist today. Hmm. But they really only exist in like the 60s. Like a lot of these bands, they had like very short either a short time or like a short time of their prime, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, because the two guys, um, Howard Kalen and Mark Volman, the two um, who are the two remaining turtles and sure. who started the band, they, um, they went on to go. They were in um, Frank Zappa's band for a while. They were in. Oh, uh, Mothers of Invention. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so they they were in that for a while, and then I guess um, once they got out of that, they've done like shows, like you know, playing the hits kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, but those guys were and are some kooky figures because they. First of all, if you watch it, we've watched the uh, the Ed Sullivan videos, and those guys are on some drugs. Because oh, yeah. the best, and you have to check it out, go to YouTube and type in the Turtles Happy Together. This will come up. There's a video of them on Ed Sullivan where they're all clearly lip syncing. And that's like what you had to do back then. And they just have so much fun with it. Like they don't care. And Mark Volman has a French horn that he's not playing, but he's just, <laughs> but he's just dancing with. And I don't yes. think I think that's like I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure he didn't actually ever play that. Like that was not like he could. He was oh, like really like he could play guitar and like what I I feel like he just said like just give me a French horn since this is like not going to be live anyway. So that's hilarious. I'll just I'll just hold it and dance with it, and that's where that came to be. Because like nothing was, um, as far as I know, like it was just they were just doing it all to a track. Yeah. That's what it lo- looked like. Yeah. yeah. But that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That, f- f- what's his name? French horn man? Um, Mark Volman. Yeah. He, that, that performance was, was something. Yeah. That, that, that performance haunts my, my nightmares. Yeah. It's, it's in like the best way though. It's, it's a lot of fun, but there was like, but they had such like fun. Uh, the song Eleanor has been like on my. That's oh, great. It's just been on repeat because it's just so catchy. This had so many catchy hits, and then um, yeah, like, but there was like, I just, I don't know. There was a lot of bands like that that really just had these really catchy hits at that mm-hmm. time. Um, I mean, we could go through a few of them. Uh, yeah. For I know that I looked up. I was checking out on on the Wikipedia's, um. The turtles and it showed up as one of the genres that they're like listed under, and it's called sunshine pop. Yeah, which I was like, oh, that's like totally that's like the perfect way to describe these guys. And according to Wikipedia, says sunshine pop is a subgenre of pop music that originated in Southern California in the mid nineteen sixties. Rooted rooted in easy listening and advertising jingles, sunshine pop acts combine nostalgic or anxious moods with an appreciation for the beauty of the world. And they listed a few like notable acts, one of them being the Turtles, mm-hmm. the other being the Mamas and the Papas, yeah, and the last one being the Fifth Dimension, which, um, if you're not familiar with them, they're the ones who do that uh, Aquarius and like let uh, the sunshine in. Yeah, of course. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, there was... Yeah, that stuff. I mean, you had... So the Mamas and the Papas is another one that I've mm-hmm. been been really big on. And what's crazy about them is that they only lasted a few years. And they they have such... They had such an impact. Like, I feel like everyone knows California Dreamin'. Yeah. Um, Monday, Monday is um, one of my favorites. But, like, they just had such... And it just amazes me in such a short amount of time that they like really went hard. They had cranked out a bunch of albums. They rose to stardom pretty quickly and then just completely fell apart. And like, and, and all of these bands, I, they all have like similar trajectories in that it was all like drugs, like just made like these. And also too, I think I, I, I wish I could like, see what it was like at that time because right now like at that time like you're watching like a band a band like the turtles doesn't exist anymore in the mainstream it just doesn't you don't see that no you're not like the the mainstream stuff i mean what's like i'm so out of it now but like what's (laughs) what's like mainstream um i guess it's like it's pop music but it's like it's pop it's hip-hop it's Right. Whatever Billie Eilish is like, it's mm-hmm. like that, um, that sort of thing. Um, so like that was like the popular, like that was like, like happy together, I guess was like in like the top 40, I would, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, so, but they were also in competition or they were seeing what like the Beatles were doing and like the Beatles right. were so, they were such a force that I feel like everyone always felt like they just couldn't compete. And that's sort of like, I, I think though, it's like it's twofold, right? Because I think a lot of bands got like, where they saw it. I think there's like something from the Mamas and Papas where they were like they just couldn't do it anymore, and there was like mm. nothing. They couldn't go where the Beatles went, and I I understand that, but also like I f- I feel like I wish they had sort of harnessed that that pressure, and right. like done something more but i don't know but then again like they did so much in such a short amount of time it's it's really hard to say like it's true um i mean the best example was um the beach boys um brian wilson was always in even though they're friends him and paul mccartney are friends Mm -hmm. they had like a healthy rivalry so like the, the whole story is when he heard rubber soul that inspired him to do pet sounds and then right. when the Beatles heard Pet Sounds, that inspired them to do Sgt. Pepper. And then from there, you know, then they did Smile, and then that kind of fell apart, and then they sort of um, fell off of, like... They were, like, in... They never got to that same level again. Like, mm-hmm. the Beach Boys were a weird one, because you had, like, the Beatles... I guess like they were just popular like the whole time in their yeah. run in the, until 1970. <laughs> and like with the Beach Boys, they were really popular in like the early to mid 60s. And then oddly enough, Pet Sounds, their best album was like critically like was like a huge success. But like audience, it wasn't a big hit. So like they saw that as a failure mm-hmm. because it wasn't like a big hit with um 
with the audience like it was so dependent on the audience but like when the beatles heard it they were like oh my god this is incredible we need to do something and then sergeant pepper you know so like it's just interesting how like things work where like the beach boys like were all like were not after that like they were not like taken seriously and in my opinion still put out great albums some great albums in like the um late 60s and early 70s but like were never they weren't like they just didn't have that popularity and then they sort of became they sort of hit the oldies circuit in the 80s mm-hmm. and then you know the rest is whatever yeah there's so yeah I, i'm curious what your thoughts on this because I have kind of like two points that spawn off of the Beach Boys. Yes. And like when I was like looking up more information about like these kind of bands, the Beach Boys came up, but as more of an influence. Yeah. um, Because they were saying that that wasn't like while, and I can totally hear like the influence from like the Beach Boys and a lot of like these bands, like the Turtles, um, Mm -hmm. certainly the Birds. The birds are a great example. And don't forget um, the grassroots, which the grassroots who had um, hmm. Creed Bratton as uh Oh my player. god, yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So like there you can definitely hear those influences. And there were other like this is just like such an interesting type of music mm-hmm. because you can really like I've I just noticed like there was a bunch of like influences going on here. Like there was regular rock you could even hear some like rockabilly there mm-hmm. was definitely some of like the um like we're saying the beach boys that like surfer rock kind of mm-hmm. vibes definitely folk and what i'm wondering with and maybe it's just i'm thinking of it from that ed sullivan performance some of it and while it, there are these are great songs like they're they're really good they're really fun i wonder do you think that there is a bit of cheesiness to it oh for sure and i'm wondering if they knew that and were playing into that as well so that's a really interesting question because i think so in the case of the turtles something it looked like they were having fun and they didn't they were just enjoying it and they wanted to make silly. The see the thing is like the the lyrics of of Eleanor, the what the chorus is Eleanor, I think you're swell and you really do me well. You're my what is you're my pride and joy, etc. Yeah. Any but, song that that you're you're giving somebody compliments and it ends with etc. But I love that. It's just like, yeah, I pride and joy and like Oh, it's it's ex- brilliant. It's, it's so like, good. etc. Like what a, yeah, and like all the other stuff. Yeah, it's all in there. Like that to me is like the such a great like, such a great chorus. Like it makes me laugh every time because totally. it's just like I just imagine them writing it. They're like, what what are some like pride uh, whatever except like everything else it's all it's all there you know (laughs) yeah so like but i think that's like there's part there's something that's good about that though because sometimes bands who take themselves too seriously Mm -hmm. are a little can be a little off-putting so like there is something like nice about that yeah um so in like their case yes like but like 
the the Beach Boys are an interesting story because I think they always took themselves seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, but when Brian Wilson wanted to go in a direction to do to do what he thought what what he really wanted to do, um, Mike Love like resisted. He's like, no, let's do let's do the hits. Let's do like the surfing stuff that's like getting us all the attention. And he's like, I want to write some. It's like I I want to write stuff that's like deeper than that, you know? Right. So there's a little bit of um, and maybe that happened in other bands too, and we just don't know it. Where like there was some kind of like they were torn between what they wanted to do, like whether or not it was for like commercial success, or if they were writing to take. I mean, there's always that like debate of like whether um whether like you take the chance you take a chance and you're sacrificing the potential of like not not being commercially successful mm -hmm. you know so like that's always um yeah so i guess it really it depends but um yeah i'm but, curious if it is like it, it, am i seeing that it's cheesy because i'm also seeing into the joke that they're making like the playfulness yeah or is it that like in hindsight i'm just like oh man what a bunch of old, what about these silly old songs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to know because, well, think about this, though. Like, back in the, I think there's like a time, it's of the time, and it's also how old you are. When when we were um, 11, like 12 years old, let's say, mm -hmm. and like Limp Bizkit was big. Oh my at, god. At the time, were you thinking, oh, this band's like really cheesy? Or were you like, oh no, this is cool? Having unfortunately owned a Limp Biscuit CD, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I thought they were cool. And now you look back on it and you're like, what a bunch of dorks. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> but it's like fun. Like if it was on or something, you'd be like, This is funny. Like I'm not totally. saying it's the same thing. I'm not saying it's the same thing. Because I think um, the turtles deserve more respect than Limp Bizkit does, <laughs> but uh, but I do think I that agree. you see things at the time differently, and mm -hmm. then maybe years later you might not see it the same ways. But but like just by the way that they were, it just seems like they were sort of like they were into it. They were like yeah. into that sort of thing, um, gotcha, and having fun. But that might totally. not been the case for everybody. There might have been other bands that were like really, like I think the Mamas and the Papas like took themselves pretty seriously. Mm -hmm. um, I would think that they were. Um, I was watching because you brought up the Monterey Pop Festival before, yeah, before the episode. So I was like, you know, what? let me let me see if I could watch what? some of those things. What a lineup, Ooh. though. Yeah, the lineup is the, is the most insane thing ever. Yeah. And, but the Mamas and the Papas were really good live. They could they really so, sing they live. They were so good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, they were, like like you said, they took that, they took the performance and, and the music seriously. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was, that was really great. Yeah. I don't know if you wanted to mention any specific moments from that. I have that. But maybe before that, mm -hmm. I'm curious. So thinking of this time, this era, is there a specific band that you like always think of uh, when you think of like 60s? Because in my head, when I'm thinking like, oh yeah, 60s, and again, it might be media-based. It might be just what, what I've been conditioned to think of. 
and it's always the birds turn, turn, turn. And I feel like it's probably because of the Wonder Years. Yeah. That when I'm thinking of like, oh yeah, the the sixties hippie kind of like far out, groovy peace and and free love and all that stuff. I'm thinking of of the birds in that song. Well, they had the Wonder Years is actually a great example because they had a lot of that stuff mixed in there. Like mm-hmm. that was very because I feel like it was it was that time. Like it was the it, it just encompassed that show so well. That that song like encompassed the show really. Yeah. Um, and then you've got other fun gems sprinkled in. I always remember like certain things from the Wonder Years of like the first episode with Tell It Like It Is. Um, by Aaron Neville when he's with uh, Winnie, like the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. And then, and then, Riders of the Storm. Um, yeah. With uh, was is that when he's he's having like the dream? I think. Yeah, he was having a dream. They were like going into the pipe or whatever. Yeah. Like this, I think he he and Paul were gonna go hang out with the the cool kid or whatever. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So like. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so the like that's a song that um the sixties, like I feel like it all I think of like the mamas and the papas, like I think of mm-hmm. that I do think of that kind of music when I think of the sixties. Yeah. And I think of like the Beach Boys too, but in, in like in like a separate category though, because they weren't gonna be at like that they were doing their own thing. Right. Um and not really um I mean, I don't know how well Mike Love has never been liked by anybody. So, like, I don't know how, just watch his Hall of Fame speech, and it's the most cringy, horrible things. And, I feel and, like you've shown that to me. Yeah, and also Brian Wilson didn't, has, had, like, terrible stage fright and mm. didn't want to tour. He stopped touring with them for, right. like, a while, and then had, I think of it, and I think of just, like, a lot of people experimenting with drugs and just, like, not caring. Like, this yeah. whole, um... This that like culture of just like doing everything like these like they were crazy. Did did you see the story? I don't know if I sent it to you of the turtles when um the two guys um Howard Kalen and Mark Bowman when they went to the White House. So you uh, you told me about it, but I you did, that's all you said was that they two that the two of them went to the White House and some crazy shit happened, and that's that's all the info I got. They basically were forced to like perform. I, I don't know if I'm getting this completely right, but like Richard Nixon's daughter was a fan. <laughs> okay, and like they were forced to go to the White House to like perform for Nixon, and they like didn't want to do it. They're like, we don't want anything to do with Nixon. Yeah. But like their manager, like someone said, like pretty much like forced them to like they said hmm. they had to. I don't know what it came down to. So they said, well, if we're going to do this, we might as well just like get like fucked up. And like they just they did. They like did a lot of drugs before they got there. Like they I think they like they smoked a bunch of weed. There was like other stuff thrown in there. And then once they got there, they like had they had all these this booze like in their like guitar cases and stuff and they just got completely like annihilated and i'm just like the the fact that they were able to like a get away with that like they even like um because like the secret service was like giving them a hard time they like dropped 
I think they like dropped a metronome and they thought it was like a bomb or something. And oh they like, had just, like there was all these things and like they still just went, they just took it to like the edge. Like no, like what other band would ever like, there's no one today. Like you could never do that. That's, That's insane. Incredible. That's um, so good. But they were just crazy. Those guys, they were just yeah. out of their mind. So the fact that they were willing to do that makes me also think that like they didn't take themselves super seriously. Right. And they, were, they were just in it for the ride and having and, good on and, them. And they're still around. So yeah. they, they made it out alive. That's incredible. Not uh, can't say the same for everybody. Yeah, that's a that is a great story. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> the, <laughs> the other thing that I was thinking of that that I've been that my idea of this era era has been colored by the media is um Austin Powers. Oh, and yeah. I always think of Steppenwolf's Magic Carpet Ride. Yeah. Um I think I believe that was from the second one. Um when he like he's comes goes back to the sixties or whatever. Um and just like that's also to me like the epitome of like this era and the sixties and 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 just I don't know that the cool music, the way of life, the yeah, I mean, I think of I, I, Austin Powers actually does come to mind as well because that was something for that was like one of the few connections that we had as kids, I think, yeah. to the sixties uh, and just his overall look. And also, by the same token, like Sean Connery, James Bond movies, I always think of the sixties. Yes, you know, um, totally. Yeah, like that to me is like is very sixties. Um, there's like a there's a certain look. There's a certain. Um, I think of people like I don't know what it is, but it's like this. It's the Beach Boys probably, and like the surf music too. Like all the there's like a certain type of look, like hairdo from the '60s that the women would have. Like it was. Um, I don't know how to explain it because I'm really bad at that. But um, are you talking about like the beehive thing or maybe like yeah the the well, long like, hair or yeah where it like curls up. Is that what is that what oh, it is? Oh, I th- yeah, I think that. Oh, what is that one? Because the, the I beehive, know. I think, is more like the Motown kind of look. But yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I have no clue what the hell that thing is called. Yeah, I'll definitely like look up uh, for everybody. Look up like Ed, old Ed Sullivan videos because I think that really encompasses the '60s, sure. like those Ed Sullivan clips and then sullivan was so like stiff and he was like he's like yes i don't know why he was the host like he's like the guy had like no personality at all <laughs> i don't know why he was such a big deal i never understood that but um but he had great people on his show he always had yeah. great bands he always he had everybody um you know when the beatles were on ed sullivan that was like the biggest deal ever mm-hmm. and also the you know another thing too i think of is the screaming the screaming girls for the Beatles yeah. and for the, for the Beach Beatles. Boys, for the Beatles mostly, and like the um, but like a lot of bands, they they did it for the Beach Boys too. There's like a there's a clip of them on some show where there was it's like this shrieking scream that like you just don't you don't hear that now. Like people don't no. freak out that much anymore, right? Like has anyone ever like? I just feel Maybe. like you never see that. Yeah. No. I. I... No one's I can't like, think of a, maybe I don't know. I know BTS is like a huge band, um, but they're not. They're like maybe it's like because I no, no, they're like huge in Korea, so maybe it's different over there. 
Um, I, I don't know. Like I, I've never heard the BTS song. I don't know anything about them. Yeah, me neither. I know. I have a few friends who are like huge, like huge BTS. Like, what would they be called? Because you got parrot heads, you got dead heads. Yeah, I don't like these. Got, like these. Like you fan... got believers. Yeah, I don't like people who are in these like fan clubs. They like weird me out. God, uh, that would be it. I guess it beat. I'll have to have to ask. I'm gonna have to what, ask. What are the them. What are the Swift ones called? The Taylor Swift ones. Oh, what are they called? The Swifters. Swifters. Or the Swifties. The Swifter, Swifter picker uppers. Um. <laughs> the <same. laughs> Swifter picker. Um. Oh, what yeah. a what a missed opportunity for Seriously. marketing. She could have had. Right. She could have been had her own a brand of a. Uh... Is that Bounty? I think. Paper towels. No, no but Swiffer, Swiffer Sweeper. Oh, well, there's Swiffer. I was thinking of the, right? Isn't that the, what Bounty says? That there's the Swift, Swift Picker Upper? I don't know. The Quicker Picker Upper. Quicker Picker Upper. That's what it but is. But I like Swifter. I, I'm thinking Swifter, of like, yeah. I'm thinking of a Swiffer. The Swiffer, yeah. Yeah, she should have uh, teamed up with them. Yeah, she needs more Missing money. Out. She needs more money, yes. She so, doesn't have enough. I was, for a second, I was thinking that maybe I shouldn't mention the names of everybody that performed at Monterey. But then I was looking at them like some of these names, like obviously there's going to be like the big ones where, where we can both be like, holy shit, I can't believe they performed there. But then some of these names are just fun, yeah, fun 60s names. Yeah. Like, uh, so on the first day, this is uh, fr- Friday, June 16th, 1967, uh, the evening started out with The Association, The Paupers, Lou Rawls, Beverly, Johnny Rivers, Eric Burden and the Animals, Simon and Garfunkel yeah. ended the night. So that's, that's a big name. Then you had the next day in the afternoon started out with Canned Heat, Big Brother and the Holding Company, Country Joe and the Fish, Al Cooper, spelled with a K, um, not to be confused with Alice Cooper, um, the Butterfly, the Butterfield Blues Band, the Electric Flag, Quicksilver Messenger Service, Steve Miller Band. Yeah. Then you had the evening starting out with Moby Grape. <laughs> then Hugh Maskila, the Birds, Laura Nero, Jefferson Airplane, Booker yeah. T and the MGs, the Marquis. And to end that night, and I w- wish I saw this, Otis Redding. That yeah. would have been so fucking cool. Then you had the next day, Sunday, the last day of the, the festival. The afternoon was just Ravi Shankar, which mm. that's pretty crazy. Um, then you had the evening with the Blues Project, Big Brother, and the Holding Company, which is what um, Janis Joplin played with. Yeah. Uh, the group with no name. Buffalo Springfield, The Who, yeah, Grateful Dead, The Jimi <laughs> Hendrix Experience, yeah, yes, Scott so. McKenzie, and The Mamas and the Papas. Like, yeah, so, yeah Sunday that last was day, the day, the Sunday was the day to go. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! <laughs> that's like that's that lineup is crazy, but that see like that seems that festival seems like almost like a. 
Because, like, it doesn't get much... Like, you hear all that Woodstock, Woodstock. That seems like an awesome festival. Like, yeah. that to me... Um, I don't know. That, that to me, like... that, And that was organized by, um, I believe... Um, oh, why am I forgetting the last name? Drawing a blank. Um, the From the Mamas and the Papas, John... John Phillips. Okay. John, John Phillips? Yeah. Um, cause he was married. But see, this was the thing too. He was married to Michelle Phillips in, in the, in the band, but like they also slept with other people and they were married for like not so long. And they were all like, she slept with everyone in the band basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of like a Fleetwood Mac situation. Right. Uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's pretty, things were pretty wild back in those days. Yeah. Um, yeah, seriously. Although maybe things are still wild and we just don't No, the thing is we would hear about it. We hear about everything now. There's like that no mystique. There's no, no one mystique. has, there really is no mystique anymore. Like there's no, everything is so out in the open. Mm-hmm. It was, it was nice to like the mystique is cool because then like years later you'd be like yeah I heard this thing about this band and like yep the mystique it keeps things cool for sure I agree as I mentioned before I was like I took checked out um some of the some of the musicians some of the performances from this and even though it is a ridiculous sounding name Moby Grape I will recommend their song Omaha mm-hmm. it was actually very good like. Ridiculous oh, yeah. name. Very good song. Oh, that one. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy that they have that this stuff is available that you yeah. can watch this online. That's it's so great. Like I was just I was able to type into YouTube. Yeah. And bam, there it is. Yeah. I was able to see um, Otis Redding doing Try a Little Tenderness. I was able to see Jimi Hendrix. Did you he did a wild thing and then he set his guitar on fire. Um. <laughs> I mean, and this is pre Woodstock, which is because he pre Woodstock, yeah, yeah. And then so the moms cool. and the papas, like they killed it. They did so good, and then they ended it with uh, "Dancing in the Street." Yeah, <sighs> Dude. they were so, but they had such good voices. And the um, uh, everyone always liked uh, Mama Cass. Mama Cass, she, yeah, yeah. She had, she had the like that was the thing that I really noticed, like they were all up there singing, but you heard her. Yeah, she her her. Yeah, the one thing they said, um, they said Michelle's mic might have not been turned up all the way. I don't know, mm. but but it still it sounded great, and she was. It's sad she she like she passed away. Um, yeah, very young. She was like the same age. It's so crazy. She was thirty two, I think, when she passed away. Like, isn't that wow? Isn't that insane? Like, she like. She lived so much though, and she, apparently, like she was like the one, like she was like hanging out with all like the cool people, like people oh, like hanging I out totally with her. See that? Like she like was at the parties with like John Lennon and like stuff. Like she was hanging out with all the cool people. Um. So that's so like, cool. yeah. So that's like that's sad, but um, it's great that that stuff's out there though. Like it's yeah. I think now especially like I mean look we're we're still in a pandemic whether even though like, you know, we're on the other side of it, I guess. But like, I feel like people still, there's a lot of work to be done in terms of getting us back to like a regular society again. So it's like, 
these sorts of things, I think like this kind of music is like very, it's just a really nice escape. It's a really, this type of music is like a really good escape right now. And I think that's why I sort of like came, like came back to it or really like dove into it. Really? Yeah. You know, you know how this started is I, I put on and sometimes sometimes happens uh, the best way. It's like, I think I put on Spotify. I was like, we're listening to the beach boys and I put on, and it like went to the radio. You know, sometimes you listen to an album and it'll start going to the radio. Sure. And I fell asleep and then all these, but I kept hearing all these songs and I would like, and I would like wake <laughs> up and I'd be like, Oh my God, what's that? What's that? Um, there's, um, there's another guy I want to, add to this and i don't yeah. know if he necessarily goes into this um if he's like part of this because he kind of branched out and did a bunch of different things but um how much do you like or know about todd rundren i don't the name does not sound familiar at all so that's so todd rundren had a song um well he had he had a few um but the one um that i really liked well his big hit was called i saw the light which kind of sounds like it's a really upbeat mm-hmm. um upbeat sort of like uh it kind of feels like a carol king song sort of but uh um, oh, okay <laughs> but it's uh it's really good it's really catchy um so the, the reason i say he's like outside of this is this came out in like 72 so it's like not in the 60s, but I sort of right. like it was on it was in this playlist that had like the mamas and the papas. So I was like, OK, so he's like grouped together, at least Spotify thinks so. Sure. Um, but then he's got a song called Hello, It's Me, which you might have heard on like classic rock stations before. But hey. there's if you look it up, I really recommend um, you look up his performance of Hello, It's Me on youtube i don't know what show it was on but the performance is so good it's so raw and he's almost he almost looks like a david bowie kind of figure and (laughs) but he never got he also so the song that he was big which is a corny song that i really don't like is that song bang bang the drum all day i don't want to work i just want to bang on my drum all day oh Uh, i don't want to yeah yeah that he did like later on but like, okay, but this album um, that has a lot of these really good songs, I think it's called Something Anything. Okay, it's fantastic, and I just wonder, like, why was he not? Something happened in his career where he just went more like behind the scenes. I think, mm-hmm. but like he never, um, like he doesn't have much fame. He didn't have much. Like the name yeah. doesn't even sound familiar. Like it's just like right, whatever. Yeah. So um, he's a guy I would say check out as well. Like he came up in that playlist. So he's not necessarily part of that group, but um, but his songs like have a little bit of that. I mean, "Bang on My Drum All Day" is like happy. Yeah. Uh, but "Hello, It's Me" is like a is a more like deep song. Hmm. Um, but yeah, really recommend that guy. Todd Sweet, Rundgren. I'll definitely check, 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 check out. out Hello, Todd it's me on Rundgren. 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 I think the name also is not great either. 
No, like, it's a hard one to say. Yeah, I think sometimes, like, if he was just, if he went just by Todd. Todd. And Todd. <laughs> you shall know the name, Todd. Todd. Also, when he gave this performance, some people were saying in, like, the YouTube comments, take that for what, what it's worth, um, they said, like, this performance maybe was bad for him because he looked so, like, he was wearing, like, makeup and, like, kind of like how Bowie looked and, like, was accepted, but it was, like, maybe too early for that. And, like, mm, people, and maybe people weren't ready. Right. So a lot of this stuff can be timing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Totally. The one last thing I would say with, maybe this actually kind of ties in, in well with with somebody that's on the outside. Um, and it's not a, it's not really a song from this time, but it is Spinal Taps, Listen to the Flower People. Yeah. I, when, when you were discussing this episode, that, besides the birds turn, 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 that song kept playing over and over in my head. Yeah. Just especially because there's just the, um, there's the part in the song where, the the bassist just go keeps going shh yeah and like i just kept finding that hilarious so i was like uh, I need it's to a, it's a that. it's a actually a good tune and i think it works well it should be on like one of those playlists it's a movie i really need to rewatch it's oh uh, yeah oh so good but yeah um it's definitely a, a time period that i would recommend i would recommend doing a deep dive if yeah. you've got the time um and it's good honestly too if you're like cooking or doing something else it's it's a good it's good music to have playing while you're doing other things too Um, i did that tonight i had uh i told i don't even i just told it was um a robot with a letter a i don't want to turn her on right now um but i told her to just play like music and she was like yeah here's uh the mama's and the papa's radio station yeah as i was cooking dinner yeah, I mean, it's great. It's great. Um, and also, kids will like it, too. Because it's like, um, there's especially like, um, there's the one song that's, that's like a lullaby by the Mamas huh. and the Papas. Um, yeah, it is. I'm really bad with song names. Um, dedicated to the one I love is like a, it almost sounds like a lullaby in a lot of ways. So um, Okay. Test it out on the baby and see. Uh, see uh, yeah. See what he thinks. I'll have to let you know. Maybe the he'll alchemist. he'll give it a big thumbs up. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll ask. I'll ask him, and yeah. uh, we'll we'll see what happens. To we'll see if a uh, he's fourteen weeks today as we record this. So let's see uh-huh. what a fourteen week old baby has to say about the mamas and the papas. Yeah, and that's yeah. that'll be the big uh, <laughs> the big deciding factor here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. If you liked this episode of the Poncho Section, please consider leaving us a review on your podcast player. Follow us on the social medias, Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams. Type the Poncho Section and look for Headley the Duck. Do you want to support the Poncho Section and show that support? Well, get yourself some Poncho Section merch. We got t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, phone cases, art prints, stickers, and mugs. Just go to thepontrosection.com, scroll down to the bottom, and click merch. And finally, if you want to be featured on an episode of the Poncho Section, send a voice memo to ponchosection at gmail.com, and we'll play it in an upcoming episode. Alrighty, and as always, thank you all for listening. Peace!